BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Up next, CJ Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Seriously, because Congress is broken. Washington is broken. And I refuse to allow folks like the people that have overseen a broken Washington for decades to try to make themselves out to be the moral compass of where our country should go and what our country should be. Hi guys, CJ Pearson here. It has been a crazy week in the news, but I feel like I say that every week, so I guess we're just doubling down on insanity these days. But the most recent thing and ludicrous um, that we've seen uh, from the left as of late has been their effort to expel a sitting member of Congress because she said a few things that hurt their feelings. Not because she said it during her time in Congress or because she said it really even recently, um, some of these comments she's alleged to have said years ago. That person, her name is Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, now, Congressman Taylor Greene hails from my home state of Georgia. She represents the 14th District. And she has caught a lot of heat recently for some comments that she made uh, in regards to QAnon, if you've ever heard of that, um, and also some allegations that she denied the Holocaust and 9-11. Now, from what we've seen from the congresswoman, she denies these things. She denies ever really believing in QAnon. She denies not believing in 9-11 and all of those things. She rejects these allegations that have been made by the left. And I want you to know, a lot of Americans don't trust our government, and that's sad. The problem with that is, though, is I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and I would ask questions about them and talk about them. And that is absolutely what I regret. And... I've got to say, I'm inclined to believe her. I'm inclined to believe her because this is the textbook of the left. This is what they always do. You, you present them someone that threatens them, that makes them worried, that uh, has them shaking in their boots, and they start lying. They start seeking to assassinate their character. They start seeking to break them down, belittle them, and make them uh, paint them as racist and bigots and white supremacists, when in all actuality, maybe that just isn't 
the case. What we see from the left is oftentimes when you have conservative women, strong conservative women in the mold of Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, they get particularly incensed. They get particularly angry because they can't control those types of women. You, you saw the same treatment of folks like Haley McEnany. You saw the same treatment of folks like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the same treatment uh, to Governor Christy Nome over in South Dakota. They hate women who think for themselves, much in the same way they hate black people who think for themselves, and much in the same way they hate gay people like Rob Smith who think for themselves, much in the same way they hate any person from any group that they are supposedly supposed to own who have the audacity, who have the courage, who have the conviction to think for themselves. They hate us because, again, they can't control us. And really, from what we've seen from Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene is that they will never be able to control her. Maybe it's because she's a self-made businesswoman who basically, in large part, funded her own campaign. Maybe it's because of the fact that she was elected with 74% of the vote in her congressional district. Maybe that's why they're so worried. Maybe that's why they're so scared, because she actually is everything they're not. And, you know, I, I'm looking at what's happening to the Congresswoman. I'm looking at all the headlines and the fact that she has been covered wall to wall on stations like CNN and every other mainstream media news outlet. And it makes me really reminiscent or, or makes me kind of, or not maybe reminiscent the word, but maybe it's like deja vu in a sense, right? Like, didn't this just happen for the past four years to Donald Trump? Like they would accuse him of saying things that he didn't really say. They would try to paint him as some terrible demagogue who was not fit for the office that he held, even though he had a mandate given to him by the American people. They tried time and again to strip him uh, from power. They tried to take the presidency away from him more times than not. They're trying to do it again. Um, we're witnessing it now in real time. And they tried to do that for four straight years, like, uh, like incessantly, unceasingly. They tried to again and again and again. I feel as if I've seen this movie before. I've heard this song before, and it's really, really familiar. And I've got to say that I'm sick and tired of letting the left run our party. I'm sick and tired of the left telling Republicans how we should govern our own affairs. I'm sick and tired of the left trying to, you know, they love to use this word, disenfranchise Republican voters who elected Marjorie Taylor Greene with more than 70% of the vote more than 70% of the vote to represent them. That is just a fact of the matter. And because she said a few things that hurt her feelings, because she said a few things that they believe are offensive and wrong, which again, she denies saying. Let's just be clear about that. She has either denied saying the allegations that she's made or she said that since those, those comments have been made, she has changed her mind. Those are the facts of the matter. And the reality of it is, is that she possesses a mandate from the people of the 14th Congressional District to lead and represent them. And this entire charade made by House Democrats to strip away her representation of congressional committees represents just another attempt for them to strip away the role and the voice of the people. Guys, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what the people of New York think about Marjorie Taylor Greene. It doesn't matter what the people of California think about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hell, it doesn't matter what the people of Illinois think about Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. What matters is what the people of the 14th District 
think about her. And if they choose not to reelect her come 2022, then so be it, the people have spoken. But what will not happen and what we cannot allow happen if we truly see and like to pretend as if we care about democracy and our representative republic, what we will not allow to happen is to have the voices of those people muted by congressional elites, by Washington elites who despise the working men and women of America. That is not what democracy is. That is not what a republic is all about. And it doesn't take some elite understanding of our country's founding and, and what our country is built upon to know that. It simply takes an elementary understanding of the way our government is supposed to work. The people choose their leaders. Washington does not choose who represents us. The people choose who represents us in Washington. And the people of the 14th, again, I say this for emphasis because I believe that this is the most important point that has really been missing from this debate. Regardless of whether or not you agree with what Marjorie Taylor Greene has said, whether or not you find her despicable or not, whether or not you find her to be a shero or not, or some incredible revolutionary or not, the fact of the matter is that the people of her district represented them because she spoke to their values. She spoke to their principles and they chose her. And I understand that the left doesn't like really, you know, when, when elections don't go their way, they love to get up in arms and get angry. I, and when we do the same thing, we're called seditionists and, and domestic terrorists. But you know, when they don't like the way elections go, they just love to, you know, whatever. Just toss out the result, mute the voice of the people, and then we can't really, you know, we're just supposed to live with that. And so what I will say is that when you were standing by Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything you said. I've not even seen all the comments she's made. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I agree with everything she's ever said because I'm not. This is simply about principle. This is about whether or not you agree that Nancy Pelosi should be able to tell Republicans how we run our party. This is about whether or not you believe the people of the 14th district are apt enough, intelligent enough to choose their own leaders. And if you do not believe that to be true, if you do not believe that to be so, then I think it's important that those people go on the record and say, hi, I'm Nancy Pelosi and I believe the people of the 14th district are too dumb to choose their leaders. I believe that people like Chuck Schumer have to go on the record and say, I, Chuck Schumer, believe that the people of the 14th district are too redneck to choose their leaders. I, the people of the 14th district, Mitch McConnell, has to go on the record and say, I, Mitch McConnell, believe the people of the 14th district are too deplorable to choose their own leaders. But I guarantee you that you won't see those comments made by Leader McConnell. You won't see those comments made by Chuck Schumer. And you certainly won't hear them made by Nancy Pelosi because they don't have the courage or conviction to say it. They may think it. It may be what guides their thoughts and may guide their decision making here because they believe they know better for the people of the 14th district, the people of Georgia than they know for themselves. But they'll never have the courage to say it publicly because these people aren't leaders of courage or of courage. They're not leaders of conviction. They never have and they never will. It's exactly why they don't really like people like Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Because one thing about her, she takes position and she'll fight for it to that very end. You know, she's someone very much in the mold. Uh, of the president. And, and from what we've seen, the president has largely had her back uh, in this fight. And, and, and credit to him for doing that. Because again, this comes down to a matter of whether or not we're going to allow the Democrats to tell us how Republican we're allowed to be, how conservative we're allowed to be. And last time I checked, I'm a Republican. I'm a member of the party of, of President Trump, the party of folks like Ted Cruz, the party of folks like Matt Gates, not the party of Nancy Pelosi. I didn't elect her speaker or elect her anything. And uh, the fact of the matter is that there are some Republicans so weak and, and so cowardly that they are willing to bend the knee 
to get down on their knees and beg for the forgiveness and mercy of someone like Nancy Pelosi because they are too afraid to fight. Really, really. And what's interesting about all of this, guys, is that while they love to talk about this, they want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene all day long, they're ignoring the very issues that plague their own caucus, the House Democratic Caucus. Where were the calls to expel folks like AOC and Alain Omar when they said things that were that were beyond the pale, that were wrong? Where were those calls? Those calls never happened. And but we're going to talk about that here on this show because they won't talk about it on CNN, they won't talk about it, you know, in New York Times or anything like that. But we're going to talk about it here. More on that after the break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome back, guys. So as I just talked about, Marjorie Taylor Greene has found herself in the hot seat. And one thing that has really pissed me off about this entire situation, outside of the fact that you're dealing with, you know, the fact that people are literally trying to disenfranchise hundreds of thousands of voters that live in the 14th district by stripping them of any real congressional representation. Aside from that, Another thing that has really irked me about all of this is the hypocrisy of it all, the double standard of it all. Because I don't know if some of these leading Democrats who have been calling for her expulsion, who have been calling for her to be stripped away from these committees, have been asleep at the wheel for the past few years. But they have some pretty bad apples in their own caucus, some pretty bad apples in their own little organization, right? Folks like Elon Omar, who said things about 9-11 like some people did something, right? That's how she described 11, that some people did something. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. 
as if 9-11 wasn't one of the most history-altering events in American history, one of the most history-defining events in American history. That's what she said, right? And then you also have other things that have been said by folks like AOC, who recently is under tons of criticism for lying about being in the Capitol as it was, uh, quote unquote, invaded by protesters. I'm confused. If, like, if you're saying that the reason that you're expelling Marjorie Taylor Greene is because the comments she made are beneath the dignity of the office she holds, then where is that stand when it comes to Elon Omar? Where is that stand when it comes to AOC? Like, is it not beneath the dignity of the office of congresswomen or congressmen to lie about being in the Capitol and fearing for your life when you are a great deal away from where anything actually really happened? Is it not wrong or beneath the dignity of the office um, to pretend as if you had your life threatened, that you were about to die, that you said that you literally, that these are AOC's words, she felt as if she was about to die. This was the moment where I thought everything was over. But really, in all actuality, she was nowhere near where the real event was happening. Actually, she was surrounded by security. Now, she was scared, apparently, by the police that were there to protect her, um, because apparently the police just scare members of Congress, even though that's who they're there to protect. Uh, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I am, I'm, I'm legitimately confused about this. And then I tweeted this yesterday, or, or maybe two days ago. I was like, AOC needs to be expelled and removed from every single c- committee that she sits on for her lies about where she was during the Capitol Hill riots. Because if, like, seriously, if this is the standard the left wants to have and they want to create this precedent, let's go for it. One thing I will say that I admire about the left is that when they govern, they govern. Like, you will never not know the left is in power by the way that they govern. Like, they go absolutely crazy with it. And we let them, is, is the sad part about it. It's like, we literally let these leftists do whatever they want with us. And we just are like, oh, well, we're not going to respond back in kind. We're better than them. You know, we when they go low, we go high. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're in a battle for the soul of this nation, the foundational values that this nation was built upon, and y'all are willing to fight this battle with our hands tied behind our back. And maybe that was the way that Romney fought, or maybe that was the way that McCain fought, or any of those Republicans that really were rejected when Donald Trump was elected and really are rejected um, now by the fact that no one really cares what any of them have to say. Uh, but that's not the way we do things as a party now. You know, if, if Democrats want to create the precedent that we're going to start taking members from committees uh, when they say things that we don't like or things that hurt our feelings or things that, are, that they have since apologized for or sought to clarify or address, then we should do the same. AOC should not sit on a single committee. Elon Omar should not sit on a committee. I think that if that is the standard that they want to set, let's go. Let's let's do this thing. Let's run the gambit. You know, I'm down. The moment we control the House again, the day the day one pledge that McCarthy should make or whoever becomes Speaker of the House should make is that we will do, that we will act on the comments that Elon Omar has made. We will act on AOC's dishonesty and we will act on our study to lead and we will dismiss them from each and every committee upon which they sit. 
Now, what is the response of the left going to be? They're going to say the exact same thing that I said in my opening, that they are disenfranchising voters, that we are going after minorities, we are going after women. And they can say those things because isn't that exactly what they're doing right now? They're attacking a strong woman who has opinions that they don't like. They're disenfranchising voters that they don't like. All because, again, she said a few things that they just don't like. And some of those things that I've read, I can't say I agree with. But at the end of the day, from what I've seen from Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's addressed those comments. She's either clarified them or apologized for them. And the reality of it is, is that if we're really going to live in this in, insane cancel culture society where people cannot learn and grow, we will cease to grow as society. There's, there's no point of return uh, from that. And so that's what I have to say about that. And, and what I really hope, though, is that Republicans dig in deep and find the courage to fight. Um, because I, and what this entire fiasco has shown me, I, I will commend Minority Leader McCarthy for not taking Congressman Green off the committees himself. But I think he knew what would happen if he didn't do that. So maybe he felt as if he didn't have to. Um, but what I will say on that same token, you saw him do nothing when it came to Lynn Cheney, um, who made a decision to vote for the impeachment of President Trump as a member of the House Republican leadership. Now, I'm just a little bit confused about that. I know that was a move that was vehemently opposed within the House Republican caucus, definitely opposed by the Republican Party at large. And yet still she sits as a member of the House leadership. For what reason? I can't tell you. Not at all. But I wish I could. And so the way I look at it, though, seriously, is that I refuse to allow the patients to run the mental asylum. This is the GOP. This is the conservative movement. We need to stop being so thirsty to be liked by people who hate us, people who despise our values, everything we are, everything we believe, who hate the fact that we're down-home people. There were people who care about everyday Americans. There were people who still love God and believe that he is the center of good governance. Why are we so desperate and so eager to be liked by those people? That is a question that I think continues to be asked. But it's an answer that I'm still waiting to hear from certain people in the Republican Party today. Why are you so eager for the approval of people that hate us? Why is that? They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer because they know that they have no legs to stand on when it comes to it. Because why? I'll see you guys after the break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 
Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome back. So, guys, putting everything else in the rearview mirror, Congressman Green uh, and all that stuff going on, let's look forward. Um, right now, we're looking at what's about to be the second impeachment trial for the president. And he's not even in office anymore. Like, that's the most surreal part about this is that he is literally not president of the United States anymore. But here they are trying to impeach him. And so that's actually brought about some interesting constitutional arguments. Can you even impeach someone who is no longer president of the United States? Because the Constitution is actually pretty clear about it. It's that you can impeach a president, but when someone is no longer president, how can you impeach them from being president, right? It doesn't seem like too hard of an argument to understand. The Constitution is pretty black and white. But for some reason, the left is hell-bent on ignoring that. The Democratic Party is hell-bent on ignoring that. And the reason isn't really because they actually care about impeaching Donald Trump. They, they don't. Really, what good does it do now? As I said, he's no longer in office. It's merely symbolic. That is it. All they're trying to do is simply spit in the wounds of the Republican Party, of the base of the party, and say, we won. And it, it, it's interesting, though, because it stands in stark contrast to what they like to pretend to be all about these days. They're all about unity and extending an olive branch to the right, seeking to mend fences is what they've pretended to be about since the election. Like they're above the fray. Um, you know, we are the Neanderthals. We are the animals who raided the Capitol and they, that they like to that they like to claim and all these things. We don't deserve decency, but because they are so high and mighty, so righteous, so giving, so gracious, that they are going to give it to us anyway. They're going to give us the olive branch anyway, even if we don't deserve it. But what's interesting to me and what's, I guess, really more confusing to me than anything is how can you can claim to be working in advance or towards unity when you're trying, when you're about to do something that's going to divide the country more than anything? The Republican Party stands behind the president. We've seen that in polling. Um, he still enjoys a lot of support among the Reagan file GOP. Uh, and that shows no indication of changing. When it came down to a procedural vote last week, what we saw is that any impeachment vote would actually seem to be dead on arrival um, if it reached the Senate. There simply are not enough votes among the Republican caucus to impeach uh, or to convict the president, better said. And so really, all of this is just some big political charade. That's a waste of time, a waste of time that should actually piss you off. And it should piss you off because when it came to impeachment, they were able to do a lickety split. They did it with such urgency that you thought that the world would literally end if they didn't get it done. But when it came to things like COVID relief, when it came to giving hardworking Americans who have faced the brunt of this pandemic, really, um, because of the overzealous power grabs that have been made by Democratic officials across the country in states like California and New York and local officials even as well um, that have restricted freedoms, shut their businesses, uh, pushing them on the edge of bankruptcy. When those people need relief, when everyday Americans need relief, it was a debate for months, for a long, long time about how much money they would get. How would they get the money? Would this group get this much money or would this group get that much money? 
and it was politics at its worst. You know, every side was beckoning to get something, even if it didn't have anything to do with COVID relief at all. Uh, we actually saw millions of dollars sent overseas before they even made it to the American people. That is the type of BS politics that people had to deal with when it came to COVID relief. And we're just now seeing the first few of those checks go out. But again, like I said, when it came to impeachment, it was all about urgency. It was all the urgency in the world that if we didn't get this done, that this would be a stain on America, a stain on our history for the rest of eternity. But when people were actually hurting, when they couldn't put food on their table and clothes on their children's back, when they didn't know how they were going to make their rent payment the next month, when employers didn't know how they were going to pay and cover payroll and how they were going to open their doors tomorrow or the next day, Congress just simply said, well, we'll help you when we can. We'll get to you when we can. Uh, because they were too busy playing disgusting, swampy politics to actually be bothered with helping real people with real problems. And that makes you think really about the caliber and quality of the people that we elect. They call people like Congress Marjorie Taylor Greene a scoundrels and terrible people who are unbefitting of the office that they hold. But last time I checked, Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene wasn't in office when people were playing politics with things like COVID relief. It was the people who claimed to be above the fray, righteous, people who are patriots, public servants. They, that's how they describe themselves. People like McConnell, who's been in Congress for God knows how long. People like Pelosi, who's been in Congress for God knows how long. These are the people who are supposed to be what politics is supposed to be like in their eyes. They are the bourgeoisie in, in a way, right? They are the people that set the standard, that are the standard in their eyes. But if they're the standard, then I've got to say that I think it says a lot about our country. And I think it also says a lot about the need to aggressively seek to change that standard. Because if people in Congress, if that's the type of Congress you're dealing with before, hell, get rid of them all, primary them all. I want term limits now. None of those people who stood in the way of giving hardworking Americans relief they needed, but were biting at the bit to impeach Donald Trump, even after he left office, deserve to have the seat that they do. Because we don't need politicians in office anymore. We need patriots, people who love America more than they love their party. That is what we need more in Washington. People who actually give a damn about the people, not about the campaign contributions that are filling their coffers and, and pushing their party line. That is what we need more of in politics. And if Marjorie Taylor Greene is a rejection of that, then hell yeah. If folks like Mass and Coughlin are a rejection of that, then hell yeah. That I am praising them. I'm behind them. I'm behind folks like Josh Hawley. I'm behind those people because they piss all the right people off. And McConnell is mad. And that's a patriot, right? If you have folks in, like Liz Cheney mad, then hell, I'm going to point you towards a patriot. Because that seems to be what we're looking at these days. When those people are mad, then they're doing something right. And those are the people that we should be looking to for leadership these days. Seriously. Because Congress is broken. Washington is broken. And I refuse to allow folks like the people that have overseen a broken Washington for decades to try to make themselves out to be the moral compass of where our country should go and what our country should be. Because they are the reason the compass is broken. They are the reason we have lost our direction. They are the reason we have lost our light. And I don't need any advice from them, any counsel, or anything at all, really. Honestly, if they really want to help me out, they really want to help you and I out and the American people out. Well, the one thing we would really like from them 
is their retirement. I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, CJ Pearson here. Join us right here on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts for the same hard-hitting truth because we'll never stop fighting for you. Right here on CJ Pearson Uncensored. CJ Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extrahelp Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.